expectant. I'm going to drop that. No. Whoa. Are you expectant? I'm expectant. I can really feel a bit of a holy stirring. God's going to do something really significant this morning. He's already started, but he's still got more planned, yeah? So um, so let's just position ourselves in a place to receive because I really sense that the Lord has got something significant for each and every one of us. So why don't you put your hand on your heart and we're going to pray. We are so thankful, God, that you have a good word for every one of us this morning. I thank you that you have a good word from a good father that has good things for his children. So, Lord, we just open our hearts up to receive everything it is that you would impart, God. Speak to us, love on us, Father. Position us, God, with ears to hear, God. We come hungry and we come thirsty, God. And our heart's desire, Father, is for more of you. We hunger and thirst, God, to just sit in the presence of Jesus to be still and know that you are God, to be loved on by a God that is for us and not against us, by a Father who wants to deposit good things into the lives of his children. So we embrace you this morning, God. We come with open hearts, with open minds and with open lives, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We had a good holiday. Did Pastor Andrew share any of it when announcements were on? I did make a bathroom stop. Well, it was really good. It was super relaxing. I think it's probably the most relaxing holiday I've ever had. I don't know how you felt about it. (laughs) But I was really relaxed. I spent a lot of time in the sauna and spa. So most days I had a sauna and spa in the morning and then I did a few things. And then in the afternoon I had another sauna and spa. So I spent a lot of time sweating It was fabulous. And I worked out, it's amazing if you've got a spa. You don't get a sore back, you don't get sore shoulders. I just had like a half an hour massage every day in that spa. And then I sweated out. It was absolutely beautiful. So I'm very chilled. I'm very relaxed. My kids come and hung out in the spa a little bit. Andrew hung out in the spa a little bit. They're not really a fan of how hot it gets in the sauna. But I do really love the sauna. While I was sitting in the sauna... I read this book again. I think I've read it. I don't know. It's either my second or third time that I've read this book. This is not the copy I read because the copy I read is shriveled. I like dripped on it. I was like reading, dripping. The sweat was like dripping from my head, dripping from my face, dripping from all of my body. So I did not bring this copy to give to... I did not bring that copy to give to you today, yeah? But I read it and, oh my gosh, it's such a good book. Who has actually read it here? Has anyone read it here? Because we did have a few copies. It's like such a good book. It's like right up there with some of the best books that I've ever read. So I highly recommend it. There is a couple left, but we can actually order more if you want them because we are doing the series with this um, starting next week. And the book's phenomenal. It's got so much good stuff in it. So who wants this one? Who wants this one? You have to come and get it. Oh, no, Faith, you got the last one, darling. Someone else. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, I want to share the love. We've got to share the love. That was beautiful. Thanks, Faith. So it's a really good book. There's more out the back and we can order more. You really, really want to read it. 
Okay, and you definitely want to get on board with the series. So I know we have some friendship groups opening their home for the series. It goes for four weeks. It's like nothing, four weeks, and it's incredible. So if you're not in a friendship group, have a look in the Logos. There are groups you can get to. We're all going to be running it at the same time. And if you decide that you want to open your home to run one, you can do that too. We would love that. The more the merrier, the more nights we have it on, the more people can come, and everyone in the church family actually gets to be a part of it. We don't just pick these things because we have nothing else to do, but we actually pick these things because they really speak into the heart of who we are and where God is leading us, and we actually want to empower you to walk that journey as well. So, get on board. Great. Now I'm going to share. This morning's all about how the Father calls our name. So I spend a lot of time calling my children's names. Like a lot of time calling my children's names. From the moment I wake up in the morning, I start calling my children's names. It's like, Nathan, get out of bed. Nathan, get out of bed. Nathan, you really should get out of bed. Then it's Nathan, do you think you could get dressed, please, buddy? Nathan, that's great you got your shorts on. Why don't we try for the top two? Nathan, can you go brush your teeth, Nathan? Nathan, can you go brush your teeth, Nathan? Nathan, I love this whole kind of look you're going with, with the hair. But I would, you know what, I'd be so excited if you could brush your hair, buddy. Because I know it's been about two weeks and it looks like this kind of dreadlock starting to grow in your hair. And then it continues, Nathan, be great to have a bath, dude. Be really great to wash, you know. Washing's kind of up there with some of those essential things that we do in life. I'm so glad he's not in here. Don't tell him. (laughs) And it just continues. It's like, Nathan, Nathan, have something to eat. Nathan, get off the iPad. Nathan, get off the iPad. Nathan, get off the iPad. And that's just like the first 15 minutes of my morning. (laughs) Are you feeling my pain? And then Samuel, beautiful Samuel. (laughs) Perfect Samuel. (laughs) It's like, Samuel, stop antagonising your brother, buddy. Samuel... I really don't think you should have spoken to Nathan like that. Samuel, yes, we know you're an elite athlete. We do know you're an elite athlete, but we can work it out on our own. You don't need to tell Nathan how much better you are than him. And then it's like, Samuel, have you got your sports gear? Samuel, have you got your tennis racket? Samuel, do you have your football gear? Do you have your mouth guard? Samuel, do you have your drumsticks? And this just goes on and on and on pretty much every day. And then they go to school. Thank you, Jesus. I love you so much, Samuel. And they come home and it starts again, doesn't it? It's like, you should eat some dinner. You should do some homework. You should probably get off the iPad for a while. And I just call them and I call them and I call them and I call them. I've kind of worked out. I think Samuel and Nathan would obviously be the most pronounced names in my vocabulary. Yeah? So when dinner's ready, I'm calling. And when I want to spend time with them, I'm calling. When I actually want to spend quality time with them, 
I call them. Or when we have to go somewhere, I call them. This morning I spent a lot of time calling Nathan to come to church. So I was planning on getting here a lot earlier than I arrived, but after about 40 minutes that calling was successful and we did make it. So the key is to just tell him we have to arrive an hour before we actually do and then you get places on time. So I just call their names over and over again, but I do it because I love them. I actually do it because I want the best for them. I want to see them become the men that God has ordained for them to be. I do it because I want to nurture them and, and take care of them and, and provide for all their needs. I want to empower them and impart to them everything they need to just walk this journey really well. So, um, so over the last couple of years, as we've been working, walking this journey with Father God, and becoming a little bit more self-aware and allowing God to just work on stuff in our heart and bring healing to our heart, I kind of figured I should help my boys become a little bit more self-aware. I should help my boys just become a little bit emotionally intelligent because if I can do that, one day their wives are going to be loving me, yeah? And the people they're in relationship with are going to be loving me if I can help them to just understand a little bit how they feel, why they feel that way. So for about two or three years, I've kind of been working on that. Would you like to know how it's going? Okay. This is kind of how it generally goes. I go, how do you think you're feeling right now, Nathan? I don't know. Oh, do you think maybe are you a little bit angry? You're possibly upset. Um, do you feel a little bit disappointed? I don't know. Um, as, do you think that something's happened to like make you feel that way? Is you know, did something happen? Was someone mean at school? Did did something happen with one of the teachers? You know, do you think there's something that's made you feel that way? I don't know. Do you think there's anything that we could do we could do to kind of just improve how you're feeling? You know, could we like talk about it or, you know, um, is there anything I can do to help you with this? I don't know. <laughs> so please pray for me because that's my success story so far. <laughs> I have heard girls are different, and I can declare that because when Sarah comes, she does kind of talk non-stop for at least three or four hours without breathing. So. I know it is different with girls, but this is the place I'm living in right now, yeah? So I'm continuing to work on that. Please pray for me. I do lots of things to spend time with my boys. I will offer to play tennis. I will offer to play um, board games or you know. Andrew says it's Uno. Who says you know? See, Andrew, who says Uno? Uh, Uno's got three people, Andrew, sorry. We've been having this battle for years. I'm like, it's Uno, it's Uno. No, it's Uno, it's Uno. Samuel, it's Uno. Did you see that? It's Uno. <laughs> so I do lots of stuff just because I want to spend time with them. I want to hang out with them. So I do things that they love doing to connect with them. I go and kick the footy. Not that good at it, but I've seen a lot worse. So I'm doing okay. Um, I go running and have cardiac arrest these days. I do prefer walking with Samuel. 
We just do lots of things to hang out together. We go for milkshakes or coffees, just any type of sport that they're interested in. I've been playing a lot of basketball lately because they're now into basketball. So I'll do whatever it takes because I want to spend time with them. I want them to know that I love them. I want them to see me just investing into their life. So I spend a lot of time calling their names, yeah? Over and over and over and over again. And I really believe that we are living in a time and a season where the Father is calling our names, yeah? We are living in a season where God is calling and he's calling and he's calling our names and he wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to discover his love. And not only does he want us to hear him calling, but he wants us to respond to that call, yeah? He doesn't want us to just hear him calling, but he wants us to hear him and to respond, yeah? And you know what? God never gives up on us, does he? Like he never, ever, ever gives up on us. We can fall into the deepest, darkest, most hopeless feeling pit and feel like we've just messed it up and fallen short and are not where we want to be. And you know what God does? He just calls your name. He calls your name. He says, Beloved, come spend time with me. Beloved, come and walk with me. He calls our name. He doesn't go, oh, you've messed it up. You've just made such a mess. But he just calls. He says, Beloved, let me pick you up from there. Beloved, let me walk this journey with you. Beloved, let me show you the next step. Let's do this thing together, yeah? Beloved, allow me to lead you into everything good and glorious that I have for your life. Because he's always calling us to destiny and to intimacy. They go hand in hand. Wherever you're at, he's believing in you, yeah? He continues to have the same good plans and the same good purposes for your life that he's always had, yeah? That he had from the beginning, that he has in Psalm 139 when he knit you together, when he made you intricately, when he put you together, he has those exact same plans for you now that he had then. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't, what pits, doesn't matter what pits you've fallen into. It doesn't matter the messes that you've made. The call of God is unchanging, yeah? I found this amazing scripture. Lyndon, you have to come up. Can you do a drum roll, please? Like a really loud drum roll. Because I found the best scripture. You are going to love this scripture. It's going to change your life, yeah? So we need like a really awesome drum roll before I share it so people realise how important it is. Go for it, Lyndon. Louder. Louder. Woo! We should do that again. Again, but like better and longer. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Go for it. I'm ready. You're the man. Do it. Yeah. What do you think? Was that good? Should we make him do it again? Yeah, okay. One more time. One more time. Louder. <laughs> All right, now it's super loud. 
and then we'll release you, I promise. Woo! Ah, thank you, Jesus. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Do I have your attention? Okay, you should write this down. You should write it anywhere, okay? On your arm, on a notepad, anywhere. Romans 11, 29 in the ESV says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. I'm going to say it again. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. What does irrevocable mean? Does anyone know? Irrevocable. They can't be taken back. Irrevocable means cannot be changed, cannot be reversed, yeah? Irrevocable is a powerful word, not able to be changed or reversed. Irreversible and final. So the call and the gifts of God upon your life are irrevocable. God cannot take them away. God does not change his mind. You can't make such a big mess that God goes, all right, I'm taking those now. They're irrevocable. You're called and you're purposed, yeah? Irrevocable. What God has deposited in you cannot be changed. What God has gifted you with, he's gifted you with, yeah? For a lifetime. A lifetime. That's exciting. That's like so exciting. It's like I can get so messy. I can fall so short. I can fall into the deepest pit. And God's call, you know what he says? Let me help you out. Let me lift you up. His call's irrevocable. It never changes. It can't be reversed. It can't be altered. You are gifted and you're called. Yeah? I want to declare that this morning. You're gifted and you're called. You're gifted and you're called. Not just the person next to you. You're gifted, Judy, and you're called. Yeah? Gifted and called. Each and every one of us. Amy, you're gifted and you're called. Chris and Crystal, the dream team. Youth has been so amazing. We just seriously shout out to these guys. Our young people have been having the most extraordinary time. And you know what? I honour you because the father called and you answered, yeah? He called and you answered. So the call of God is irrevocable. You were born for this, destined for this, gifted for this. And what is this? It's the this that he has for you, yeah? Because the pitch is different for all of us. gifted and called and it's never too late and it's never too messy god is not overwhelmed by anything that's going on in our world ever we are sometimes but he's not and you know what you're never too young and you're never too old let me share this um quote from bill johnson in strengthen yourself in the lord if you haven't read that book you should read it too We'll probably read that one next. <laughs> it says, We need longevity because our destiny and potential cannot be attained in a few years. They extend to the end of our lifetime here on earth. How good is that? How good is that? So every moment counts. 
Every day counts from the first day to the last day. There's destiny, there's call, there's gifts to be used to fulfill the purposes of God. We don't get to a place and God goes, oh yeah, we're done yet. No, that just does not happen. From our first to our last, they all count. I want to share a quick story with you. You can write it down and read it later. It's from Exodus 3, 1 to 10. So it's a story about Moses in the burning bush where God calls him to go and rescue millions of Israelites that are enslaved by the Egyptians. So Moses is wandering in the wilderness. Well, he's walking through the wilderness, actually. He has a purpose. He's got a whole lot of sheep that he is shepherding and taking care of. And he is walking through the wilderness and he has this encounter with God. And God says to him, I want you to go and rescue my people that have been enslaved. The Israelites have been enslaved by the Egyptians for over 400 years. And God calls Moses. He says, I want you to go and rescue my people. I want you to be the mouthpiece to deliver my people. So you can read the story later. But what I love is that Moses was walking through the wilderness, like travelling through the wilderness when God called him. Because sometimes I think that we think, I've got to be feeling like super pumped and, um, you know, at the best place I've ever been in my relationship with God, you know, and I've got to be on this real spiritual high for, you know, for God to call me into something great. But you know what? As you're walking faithfully, as you're walking out, yeah, your day-to-day living, as Moses just looked after those sheep that God had given him, as he just shepherded those sheep, and as he was faithful in that for a whole stack of years, as he was faithful in that for 40 years, then God said, this is the next part of your destiny. This is the next step that I want you to take. This is the next step, Moses, right along here. And I love that he was in the wilderness. You know, I wonder if he thought, you know what, God, this has been good. I've enjoyed this 40 years, just looking after these sheep and talking to you and building relationship with you. But I wonder if he thought, is this it? You know, is this how the next 40 are going to look, God? Like, is this how it's going to look? I wonder if he ever had that conversation with God. Is it going to be another 40 years of the same? Or do you have something different, God? Are the next 40 going to look different? And um, my husband had a little bit of a walk in the wilderness at 40. We were living in, um, we were living in Melbourne and he hit 40. <laughs> And he just kind of had this midlife crisis and he just started crying for like weeks and weeks and weeks. He's like, I can't stop crying. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't stop crying. So there was lots of tears. I said, I don't know what's wrong with you either. (laughs) I mean, I kind of always knew there was a few things wrong with you, but I really didn't know it was this bad. And so he kind of had this whole wilderness experience. He was like, well, this last 40 years have been great, God, but is, you know, there's other places I want to go and there's other things that I felt like you've called me to and the picture isn't looking how I thought the picture was going to look. But you know what? Like Moses, he just continued to walk and be faithful in the things that God had called him to 
And six months later, we got the call to come here, yeah? So as Moses walks through that wilderness, he's called into the next step of his destiny. And the next step of his destiny, I love this, I so love this, was to be like a voice piece, yeah, for a nation, a voice piece for a nation and speak to the most powerful person in Egypt, yeah? And Moses, for those of you that don't know, Moses had a stutter, okay? Exodus 4 verse 10 in the NLT says, O Lord, I'm not very good with words, I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. So when God called Moses, he had a stutter, yeah? Stutters are not fun things. My brother had a stutter growing up. It was terrible. You tried to make him feel so comfortable and so relaxed so that he could actually get his words to come out. And when he became like stressed or anxious, he would begin to falter over all his words. And you so wanted to make it better for him. And you so wanted to fix it for him. It used to break my heart when he was like that. So here we have Moses, who's been wandering in the desert, in the wilderness with sheep, for 40 years being faithful. And God calls him to something that, I don't know, do you think Moses would have thought, wow, I'm pumped for this, God. Yeah, I just, oh, I can't wait to speak to like millions of people. I can't even have a conversation with the person next to me. I struggle to say a sentence without stuttering. And now you want me to go speak to millions of people and the most powerful man in the land. How do you think Moses felt? He would have been packing his dacks, I'm telling you. He was like, can you send someone else? Please find a replacement. He would have been petrified, absolutely petrified, yeah? Nervous as nervous as nervous. And I wonder, do you think Moses wondered? Do you think he thought in his head, I don't know if I can do this, God. You know, I really don't know if I'm the person. I'm really not sure that I've got what it takes to be this man that you're calling me to be. Yeah? Can I share a great revelation? (laughs) That's taken me 20 years to learn. When God calls us, I don't think we ever feel equipped. When God calls us to take the next step, when God calls us to step out into something else, I don't think any of us think, yeah, I've got this totally sorted. I've just got all the skills, all the talents. I'm just like full of anointing, you know. I mean, this is just going to be so easy, God, just like a walk in the park. Thank you. You definitely made the right choice when you chose me. (laughs) Do we? We're like packing our ducks. When God says, take a step, we're petrified. When God says, take a step, we're taking a huge step of faith, yeah? That's why it's called a step of faith because it requires faith to take a step because, you know, all the fear doesn't go, yeah? 
it doesn't just leave you, but you go, well, you know what, God, I'm petrified. I'm really, really scared. But if you're telling me to take a step, then I'm going to take a step. And when I take that step, I know that you're faithful and you're going to tell me the next step to take and the next step to take because you don't always see the big picture. Sometimes God just says, take a step. Take a step. And the steps are scary. I remember when we first came here and we were so excited and so petrified. We fasted for 21 days before we came here. That's how scared we was. Pastor Andrew fasted for 21 days. (laughs) 21 days of no food, of like, did you have coffee? He had coffee. (laughs) But 21 days, because we were like, God, we feel so inadequate. We do not feel that we have all the skills to do this. Um, You've called us to some of our, um, you know, some of the ministries we had to take care of. We had never even done those ministries before. We were so scared. So we thought, we're fasting. We are praying and we are fasting and we are just going to make sure that God leads us every step of the way. Because we don't know what we're doing, but God does, yeah? And the beautiful thing is that he calls our name and he calls our name and he calls our name just like we do with our children over and over and over again. But God's like that. He calls our name and he calls our name and he says, now take this step. Now take that step. You know that challenge you're having? You know that really tough situation you're facing? Why don't you try this? You know that person that you're really struggling with, why don't you go send some love their way today, yeah? And he leads us and directs us every step of the way. And he tells us we can do it, yeah? He's like, I believe in you. You have got this. Together, we can do this. Together, we can fulfill this. Because it doesn't take just one call, but it's the voice of God day in, and day out, and minute in and minute out that's guiding and directing our lives, yeah? And God is not looking for the experienced. He's just looking for the willing, yeah? If you're willing, then God will call your name, yeah? So we stepped out and we came here, and it has been the most extraordinary, wonderful, challenging heart-wrenching, magnificent, the most incredible journey of our lives, the greatest privilege. And we get to love all of you. Like how extraordinary is that? Like that's the privilege that we have. That's the honour that we had from answering the call that we get to love you. We get to share life with you. We get to go on this journey together. It's so much more wonderful than we ever could have imagined it would have been. But we had to answer the call. We had to say yes. We had to take the step. So Moses answered the call in his fear in his inadequacy, in everything that he would have been feeling, he answered the call and he delivered millions of people, millions of people that have been oppressed for years and years and years. I wonder who it is that God wants to deliver through your life, yeah? I wonder who's oppressed in your circle that God just wants to bring freedom and love to. I wonder who it is in this city, yeah, 
I wonder who it is in this city that God wants to release from oppression because we answer the call. So my question is, what is God calling you to today? And then I'm going to share another quick story before I finish. What is God calling you today? Because destiny and intimacy, they go hand in hand. They don't work separately, they only work together. So destiny and intimacy, they're like partners. Destiny and intimacy go hand in hand. You can't have destiny if you don't have intimacy with the Father. And when we have intimacy with the Father, then he calls us in to destiny. They go hand in hand. So I'm going to share a really funny clip that I really like because God often speaks to me in songs. So often when I'm sitting there preparing things to share, God gives me songs. So I'm going to show you this clip. It's really funny, just for like 15 seconds. Have you got it, Samuel? <laughs> Make it loud. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Love and marriage, love and marriage It's an institute you can't disparage Ask the local gentry and they will say it's elementary Try, try, try to separate them You can stop It's an illusion So destiny and intimacy are like love and marriage They just go together, yeah? You can't separate one without the other So this is the kind of things that God gives me when I'm preparing messages He goes, destiny and intimacy That's like that song, Love and Marriage, from years ago that I used to watch they go together, but you're not going to forget it now, are you? Destiny and intimacy, they go hand in hand. Can't have one without the other, yeah? So I'm going to share with you from Luke 10, verses 38 to 42 in the Passion Translation, because we all know that's my favourite translation at the moment. So it's Luke 10, 38 to 42. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the, part, before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, and listen to this, I love this. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved, why are you upset and troubled? 
pulled away by all these many distractions. Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Yeah. I love that when the Lord speaks to Martha because he's kind of correcting her, isn't he? So Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus just getting all this revelation and Martha is so busy trying to do all the things that need to be done in life which generally is a whole stack of things and we all have so many demands and so many pressures and so many things that can vie for our attention. And I love that when Martha approached Jesus, he didn't say, Martha, what are you doing? You know, like Mary's sitting here having this, you know, getting this incredible revelation, you know, from me, her life's being changed forever. I'm just imparting the treasures of heaven and she's sitting at my feet. And Martha, what is it that you're busy with? Martha, what is it that has so distracted you from failing to the sit at my feet, yeah? But Jesus doesn't say that because God doesn't speak like that. He says, Martha. My beloved Martha. I love that when God speaks to us. I love that even when he brings something to our attention, that we just need to alter the direction we're going in, that he does it with such love, yeah? When he says, okay, well, just you're off course a little bit. Why don't you just turn this way? Why don't we just redirect that a bit? I love that when he does that, he calls us beloved, yeah? Because I truly believe, and I share this all the time, busyness is the devil's greatest weapon, yeah? Busyness in life is the devil's greatest weapon. If he can keep us so busy that we don't have any time left to spend with God, he'll do it. If he can keep you busy doing, 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 so there's no time left to sit at the feet of Jesus, he's like won the battle, I'm telling you, yeah? So busyness and distractions are like the greatest weapons. And I know there's a whole lot of stuff that has to be done in our lives. I get that. There's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be done in my life. But you know what? There's a place that's greater, yeah? And there's a call that's greater. And it's to sit at the feet of Jesus, you know? I love that um, it says, Mary has discovered the one thing most important. So Jesus isn't saying the other things aren't important and they don't need to be done because often they're good things and they are important. But she is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. She's chosen the most important thing, yeah? I love that it says she is undistracted. Undistracted. Because there's like thousands of distractions, isn't there? In the world that we live in, there are so many things that can distract us. There is so much stuff happening that can distract us. There's always a new series on Netflix. You know, there's so much social media. You can access anything. You can be talking to the people continually and not even look up from your phone. There, there, there's so many distractions, so many things that can just distract us from sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I felt the Lord say today that he wanted us to just be still for a moment so I want you to close your eyes close your eyes 
because I really believe that God is calling us to just give up one thing that's really distracting us. Just one thing that might take our attention from him, that just stops us from spending that time with him that we really long to. And we're not condemning you because I get distracted too, yeah? But it's a powerful thing when we can lay something down to say yes to Jesus. It's a powerful thing when we can lay down something that's been consuming maybe too much of our time or too much of our attention and is just distracting us from that intimacy that the Father just longs to have with us, that he just longs to have with us. So I want you to get that one thing in your mind and just surrender that to God this morning. Say, you know what, I'm laying this down, God. I'm laying this down because I don't want this to hinder my relationship with you. I don't want this to hinder this intimacy that you long to have with me. I don't want it to hinder me hearing you call my name, God, because I want to hear your call, yeah? I want to hear your call because he says, Beloved, come a little closer. Beloved, come spend time with me. Beloved, come let me love you. Beloved, come and sit at my feet. That's the voice of God, yeah? If the worship team can just come up, we're going to sing that first song, Glorious, and have a little bit of time in worship. Because, you know, I went away on holidays and I just heard him calling my name, yeah? Yeah? You can just start playing, guys, when you're ready. I just heard him calling my name. He was saying, you know what, come a little closer. Come a little closer, Melanie. Just come a bit closer because I've got more love, yeah? I've got more grace. I've got more kindness. You know, I've got more truth for your life. I've got more dreams that I want to impart. Just come a little closer. Come a little closer. Just lay aside all those things that distract. Lay aside that busyness, yeah? And just come and live a life where you sit at my feet. You know what? And I just, I want, I want to be closer. Yeah, I want to be closer and closer and closer. I want to hear his voice every time he calls my name. But you know what? He's not just calling me. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling your name, yeah? He's calling your name and he's saying, come a little closer. Come a little closer. Just come sit. Let me love you. Come sit. Let me heal your heart. Come sit. Just let me reignite those dreams that you thought were lost. Just come sit. Come be, let me lavish love and lavish love and lavish love upon you because I'm your Abba Father and I just so want to love you. I so want to love you. I so want to tell you how amazing you are, how extraordinary you are. I so want to remind you that you're the desire of my heart. You're my beloved. You're my children. You're my children and he's calling you. 
and he's calling us and he's calling the Mount Clear family. He's calling the Mount Clear family. He's calling us to intimacy. And if you come a little closer, you might discover that he just wants you to sit there for a while, just to be there for a while, just to enjoy his presence, to encounter his love, to just be reminded of his goodness. You know, when you come a little closer, he just shows you the next step. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have all the answers. But if you just come a little bit closer, he'll say, Beloved. Beloved, beloved. He'll call your name. He'll tell you when to move. Yeah. So we want to pray for you this morning. We're going to sing glorious, just quietly. And please come. Just come. If you just want to come a little closer and worship your Heavenly Father, come worship. Come let Him love on you. Come just hear the call of His voice. Come have an encounter with Him because He's here and He's present and He's real. Amen. We would love to pray for you. We would love to impart what we carry, yeah, because our gifts are to share. So we just welcome you to the altar. We welcome you to worship. Just be free in this place. Amen.